In this episode, we are joined by DevGru Gaming, a Facebook gaming streamer and entrepreneur out of the South Pacific. DevGru is a member of the Polygaming Page community and shares with us today his experiences growing up in a Samoan culture household and how it directed him in raising his own family as a Samoan man and what he did to filter the negative aspects he's experienced due to the family culture imbalances. As a video content creator and streamer, DevGru shows the world the platform he is creating around the DevGru gaming brand and the tightly knitted community of helping one another. Join us as we pull back the curtain to who and what DevGru Gaming is. All our episodes are streamed live via Facebook Gaming every first and third Tuesday of the month. If you're interested in joining our live sessions and being part of the conversation in our live chats, you can join us at fb.gg forward slash snappy gaming. That's fb.gg forward slash S-N-A-P-P-Y-S-U-G-A gaming. Without further ado, let's dive in. DevGru, my man, Sal, Sal, is that, are you okay with Sal? Yeah, Sal's fine. Yeah, Sal, yeah. Uh, you said everyone at work and call your associates call you Sal, Sal yeah. with an L. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I, I picked that up uh, when I was in college. I was, really? uh, I was doing, uh, I was doing some odd, uh, what was I doing? Oh, I was delivering party supplies. And, okay. Uh, I, yeah, I remember the first day this guy brought me in and he was like, hey, um, uh, he introduced me to the manager. He said, this is my friend. Can we give him a job? And he goes, yeah, yeah, come on. I was like, just like that. He goes, oh, we'll do the paperwork after. Well, you just need to go. So um, I had to show him my driver's license. I had to drive a box truck. And uh-huh. um, I showed him. He looked down at my name. He looked at me. He goes, can we just call you Sal? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. And it stuck. I mean, it stuck throughout college and, and all that stuff. And um, yeah. That's freaking hilarious. So, and yeah. it, it was a, you said it was a Palangi person that, that you showed yeah. your license. Oh yeah. man. Well, that's pretty cool that they were able to come up with that. Well, I'm, I want to thank you so much, Sal. DevGru Gaming for joining us today. I really do appreciate you. You could be anywhere else, but you're able to come here and just tell us your story. Um, one of the biggest things that I've, that, that I found curious with, with you is your name, man. Just, just DevGru Gaming in itself. Where does DevGru come from? Well, so, um, it's dev grew started because, um, because of the military, um, okay. the military is a big part of my life and I grew up in the military and, um, I wanted to serve, but you know, a lot of health issues and stuff prevented me from doing so. Um, my dad was in the military and, and we, I lived in Europe most of my life. So I grew up in Europe. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, dev grew to answer your question, dev grew comes from, uh, the military background and I. I have a big, uh, respect for, you know, all branches of service. Um, but I have, uh, I have a really, really deep, uh, profound respect for the men and women who do the, um, the special teams. Yep. Special ops. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so they don't get a lot of recognition and right. this platform isn't to recognize them specifically or to say who they are because you know that we just don't do that. Right. Um, and, and, you know, rightfully so, but, um, dev group stands for development group. And the development group name comes from um, the Navy SEALs. Um, they actually have a group called the called DevGru. Okay, and, but it's um, I, I I'm not too sure about the ins and outs, and so if somebody could correct us on that. But from what I understand, is when you actually make um, 
the cut to be to be on one of the teams All right. you actually go to this place called devguru and you learn more of your craft and what it is that you do on the team specifically okay um so i thought i i i'd take that and actually put it into a platform where um two things um devguru the backbone of devguru is to um honor the military Right. And by doing so, you know, uh, have, I'd like to hold streams where we um, raise money for the veterans who are struggling with PTSD, definitely, um, who are having issues with, you know, just living life after service. Because most of these young men and women, that's all they know. Yeah. And I think I've and seen so, you do uh, the Wounded Warrior program before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I've, I've seen that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to get involved with those folks to see what we can do as a gaming platform okay. to help spread the awareness and get the word out there. I mean, they're a big group already, but I, I just want to be able to, you know, use my platform to, as, as another way for them to say, Hey, we're here and mm -hmm. we're here to help. My, my father was in the military during peacetime and we were in the military dur during the height of the cold war. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he didn't really see a lot of what the young men and women see today. Um, but he, he did have his fair share of, um, of issues, I guess you could say, and right. and um, I I think he had, I think he had suffered some some mild, uh, form of uh, PTSD or some sort of, you know, after the military with a lot of things that he was involved in. He never really talked about. Yeah. So you know, it just um, that's just how it was. But you know, the, the backbone of Dev Guru is basically to, first to honor the military, okay. and then the second thing is, um, I wanted, <clears throat> I was still trying to figure out what else Dev Guru could be. Right. And that didn't happen or didn't dawn on me until I met Snappy. Really? Yeah. Really? Let's talk yeah. about that. Okay. Yeah. So when I started, when I was, I guess, started getting on the, um, the streaming scene, gosh, I can't remember his name, his stream name, but he's going to kill me. I don't want to say his real name because I'm not sure if he's cool with it, but <laughs> he's going to kill me because I forgot his stream name. But he, said, <laughs> he goes, Sully, you need to go talk to uh, Snappy. And I was like, who's snappy he goes bro she's the one that everybody goes to when um you need stuff from the poly gaming community right. you need to talk to somebody what's it like for a poly streamer that sort of thing mm. well then you know just from the name snappy sung i thought i already like this girl you know i don't even, i've never even met her <laughs> yeah but just the name because you know the name itself reminds me of my own sisters my own sisters are very snappy and they can be boisterous and loud and very <laughs> quick-witted what a way! But, what a way you, to, to piece it together. I like it. You know, I've, but, you, I've never asked Snappy. I've never asked Snappy if that's why her name is Snappy. Because, no, but then when I met her, yeah, uh, online, and then when I watched her streams, I started busting up laughing because I thought that's exactly how she is, and that's exactly how my sisters are. They can be boisterous and loud and quick-witted, but they can also have this reverence and this quiet about them when it when the time is appropriate. And I've seen her do that, you know, in your podcast when she's talking about serious issues or when she's talking about her family and her kids and stuff. And, and I thought to myself, you know, I've never met Snappy in person, but I love this girl. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's like one of my sisters and just, I don't know, I just have a special place in my heart for her. So yeah. um, when I met her, you know, I, I was still trying to figure out what else could DevGrew be? What, what, you know, what's the platform? And not only to honor the military, but then I thought, you know what, it's the development group. And so I started, I started um, piecing together this idea that um, DevGrew would also be a place for up-and-coming streamers. Wow. So whenever I go live, I always say, hey, welcome to uh, DevGrew Gaming. 
I'm DevGrew Spec Ops One with DevGrew Gaming brought to you by the SOCOM Gaming Development Group. Wow. And so that acting as a parent company is like, you know, any streamer that's just interested in coming in, hey, come in, come in with us. Yeah. I don't want any money. I don't want any payment. I don't want, I don't even need any recognition. Right. Just come in and get on the train with us so everybody can see who you are. And you, you do you, you branch out, you do whatever it is you think will bring followers and, and, and viewers to your platform. Right. But, you know, come in with us and, and, and be a part of a community that wants everybody to grow. Um, I've, you know, and, and so that's where I got the idea. I was like, oh, this can also be a developing platform for new streamers. Anybody who doesn't, you know, if anybody, someone who knows someone who knows someone down the line can that's say, beautiful. oh, yeah, you need to go talk to DevGuru, man. That guy can get you on his platform and his community. And he knows a lot of people and can spread your, your stream around your, your, uh, whatever it is that you're trying to do. And that's all just to help people. I love how you, how you associated the name though, with DevGuru to the SEAL teams and just how it's that platform to, to yeah. help better develop. That is freaking beautiful, man. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you're doing now to help other streamers outside of, uh, is there anything in, like specifically that you're doing to like better promote them or? Yeah. Well, um, I, I tell them come into the, my community page, the dev right. community page and on my page specifically, mm. if you know somebody or even yourself, I mean, yeah. plaster your name on there, say, Hey, I'm trying to get viewers. I'm trying to get followers. I mean, I, I am no, I'm never too big for anyone, mm. you know? And I, I think I was talking to snappy one day. I, so I was talking to somebody, I said, I'm a nobody, man. I've been blessed throughout my life and I've been blessed now as an adult. I have, you know, I'm, I'm very uh, comfortable and um, I've been blessed with a really good job and, and I'm able to do a lot of the things that I do. I know a lot of streamers, they start very small and stuff. And, and I was blessed to be able to get all the equipment that I have now just out of my pocket Wow! and to be able to start what I have now. And so what better way to help other people than to, you know, uh, do something to help spread the word for them. Hey, come, come to my platform plaster your name. Um, if you know other people, they need help come over and, you know, and then <clears throat> there's a, a few people. I mean, I'm, I, I don't want to sound, uh, what's the word? I, I, I've helped a few folks with certain things and, yeah. and, I, and I won't say, you know, who or whatever, cause I, that's not why I do it. Right. But, um, I've helped people in that way as well. You know, it's like, well, I'm, I'm kind of missing this. I'm trying to grind for this. And, and a lot of these people are the folks that were with me from the beginning. Oh man. And so, you know, and, and I don't forget the people that helped me from the beginning in, in any part of my life, whether it was to find a job that I really needed, um, to get something for my family that I really needed. And, you know, I've always told myself throughout my life that right. anybody who helps me, you know, I will pay it forward any way that I can. Yeah. And, you know, now that I'm in a position that I'm in, I've been able to help pay that forward, you know, but in the sense of helping people to get to where they need to go as far as um, equipment they need or, you know, yeah. uh, getting some, you know, their name out there on a platform or, you know, that sort of thing. But I love it that you do this because man, I, I'm going to be honest right now. It's, it's, it's a really weird time. I think a lot of streamers nowadays, they're, they really like getting to the top by stepping on other streamers. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that, if you've ever seen that, um, through the different communities you've been in or, and whatnot, PGP is really, it, it, what's built there is very unique. 
And it's mm-hmm. one of the places that I felt, because I've been in so many Facebook groups, man, so many where it's, uh, they do those follow for follow kind of deals. Uh, um, just people trying to, like you said, plaster in their name. People are, are t- trying to take more than give. Um, but it's really balanced to here in PGP. And, and I can see that with the, with what you're trying to develop in, in your mm-hmm. community as well. And that's, I feel like if people, develop more of a community around a more given heart it, it, it it's just a better platform all in ge- like just in general so that's mm-hmm. beautiful what you're doing what are um what are some of the goals outside of just community um helping um helping other streamers is there anything else that you have entailed for for devgrew well for me personally yeah. um devgrew gaming is just a place for me to come and unwind um a lot like of folks it. don't know this because yeah. I smile a lot and I laugh a lot, but I, yeah. I do suffer a little bit from uh, depression. Wow. And, um, you know, I'm not uh, one to just open up and talk about that. But, so, you know, there was one point in my life where I'm like, I was like, dude, you got to be real. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't hide behind stuff and you can't put on a fake smile. And, um, you know, my wife has been a very, very big help to me. Um, there are times, you know, as a Samoan people, when we're raised, we're not raised to um talk about our feelings Mm. um we're just raised to adapt and overcome wow do what i say not as i do and you know just obey and shut your mouth you know type of thing right and um so me being the oldest you know i i lived through most of that and i took a lot of the licks if you will for my brothers and sisters because of that and now that i'm an adult and i'm married and i have kids i have issues sometimes where you know my wife is Palangi and she, she, you know, Palangi see things differently. And when she, (laughs) yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. (laughs) When she, um, when we met, you know, I kind of told her about my family and, you know, and she was already, she had this big interest in the Polynesian culture. And, um, she, before I, the summer before we met, she had just gotten back from the PCC in Hawaii and, you know, she learned more about the culture and stuff. And then we met at school Mm. And, um, you know, like I said, uh, Palangis, they see things differently. And I told her about how I grew up and she just kind of looked at me like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, we didn't do timeouts or we didn't, it was all like, it was like <laughs> knockout or, you know, all that. <laughs> yeah. It, that's just true. how it was. Yeah. That's just how it was. And a lot of folks don't understand that they think, oh, well, that's child abuse. I go, okay, well, what the other, what the Western world sees as child abuse, you know, for us you know, my dad still told me that he loved me. I know that sounds kind of like a twisted sense of, of love or yeah. caring, if you will. Right. I mean, we'd get the snot beat out of us, but afterwards, my dad, he'd, he'd put his arm around me. He'd say, you know, I, I don't, it, it's, it's hard for me, you know, whenever I have to spank you guys or, you know, whenever we get beat up, but he would always tell, you know, I'm your dad and I love you. And if I didn't care, I wouldn't say anything to you. I wouldn't do anything to you. Right. And when I tried to explain that to my wife, she was like, what you know because it sounds contradicting it does right 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 so with that you know getting back to the depression piece i i've had to work out a lot of things in my life where i was like oh man you know i how do i get through this how do i what do i say about this you know with my kids they're teenagers now when we were teens it was different you know when my kids of course my kids are good kids i mean they I, you know, when they were young, I, I spanked them. I didn't beat them up, but I, I right. spanked them. And then now that they're old, 
I don't have to do anything. I just look at them when they know they're out of line and they're like, oh, oh, oh that knows. <laughs> that knows. <laughs> you know? That's a look. Yeah. Yeah. That's the look. But, it, you know, they're, they're good kids. But at times I would tell them, you guys have no idea how good you have it. Um, I, I grew up a certain way. And, you know, sometimes when they frustrate me, I say, you know what? You better be careful before I grandpa you, you know, and that's, <laughs> 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 and you know, and, and, you know, and I would tell my daughter, I said, you know, you're, you're lucky. I said, you ask your aunties how they used to get, you know, hit and stuff. And it, it wasn't a pretty sight, but that's just how it was. Right. Now that you got, you guys are so much older now, you guys are so lucky with the way that we've kind of, I've had to, uh, take a step back and re you know, think before I act. Right. Um, I was, I'll be honest with you. I was scared of my dad. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't want to be in the same room with him every time every time it was funny like all when we would me and my siblings be sitting in the room watching tv or living room as soon as the old man would come in and sit down one by one everybody would get up and they just walk away get away you know, <laughs> pretending like they had to look for something and then they go in the room the same or with us man <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh i, got, I can relate bro i can yeah relate. yeah yeah so you know and and um i, I remember a couple of years ago because my dad's passed away now he's gone but my my mom said, you know, we used to sit in the room, your dad and I, and he used to say, you know, hon, I don't know why the kids, I mean, they always come talk to you, but they don't come talk to me and they don't ask me for anything. They always come to you to come to me. And, and she finally told him, she goes, well, how do you, why do you think that is? You know, they, they, they're scared of you. Wow. You know, they don't, they don't, you don't give them an opportunity to speak. You don't give them an opportunity to express their feelings. And, you know, she said, my dad just went, ah. Well, I got feelings. They just need to. <laughs> they just need to listen. There and it so, is. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so with all that, it's turned into this ball of depression for me sometimes. Okay. And there, there are times where I'm at work, and suddenly something will hit me. Somebody will say something, or something will trigger a memory. Okay. Um. Like what kinds of what, what sort of what sort of things would they have to do or or say to trigger? Well, uh, it could be like um, oh, I don't know. You know, my dad was very military, so I work with some folks that are ex-military, and you know, they say they'll 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 say a phrase of some sort or whatever that I remember from a long time ago, and I'm like, oh, and I just kind of look around or or yeah. I hear a song or I hear you know just I something. Gotcha. On the, yeah, yeah so, so it would trigger that, and so then I'd have to remove myself. I know, I know that much. Yeah, I would remove myself. I'd go to my car or I'd just get my keys and I'd drive away. I'd go somewhere and, you know, just kind of work it out. But, um, you know, get, getting back to your question about what the future is or what, what it is aside from what I do, um, on the platform and stuff, you know, uh, gaming is a way for me to just release, um, mm. you know, and my wife knows that too. I've sometimes my job can be very stressful and, and then I, I come home and, um, we've been married 22 years and wow. she, and she'll tell me, Hey, you need to leave your work on the doormat outside. If you can't do that, drive around until it's gone, but don't come home and bring your work stuff here and your stress and all that stuff and take it out on me and the kids. That's a strong woman right there to say that to you. That, yeah, and, know, and, so, and knowing that, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I thought about it. I was like, hmm, yeah, me. And I love music, yeah. you know, so I blast the music in my car. I drive around, you know, some some old school, some NWA, you know, whatever, just to get it out of my system. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I go home and have dinner with the family and, you know, and everything's good. And, yeah. and, um, yeah, so it's just, uh, gaming is a way for me to just de-stress. 
Wow. To get the, the crap that was in my day out of my head. Um, you know, just to bring me back to, I guess to recenter myself. Cause I, I love to play, but when I play with people, I play a lot longer, but if mm -hmm. I have to play by myself, I only last maybe about a half an hour, Okay, which sometimes is good. Cause then afterwards I'm kind of reset. And then I just go back to my family and, you know, we do our thing, but yeah, I just, yeah, it's just, um, for me, it's a, it's a way to just de-stress and, and not, and, and just put my, you know, you know, COD is the only place where you can go and kill people without going to jail, right? <laughs> so you're not the first well, to say not? that to me. That's some that's a that's some deep stuff though. <laughs> it is. It really is. I was watching, um man, I forgot what I was watching, but they were saying that that um most kids today, they get such a hype because it's putting you in the action and the uh the mm -hmm. whole scenario and you're able to kill people and you're getting like all the chemical reactions in your body and the hype. But just without all the consequences, like physically yeah. and, you know, legally, yeah. obviously. But no, I get you. I get you, man. Yeah. Uh, but, but sometimes I feel like gaming for me, and this is probably why you said you could only last so long, like by yourself, right? Is because yeah. COD, games like COD and Apex for me, bro, they, I don't know. Sometimes it's more. It, 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 it kind of adds to that to that depression. To that depression. Oh. <laughs> you know, I just there there's just days I just have like really bad days on the game, and I, I yeah. kind of got to. I just tell myself I got to get off of this. Um, yeah. I got to do something else. But uh, I love though that I, I I feel from what what you've told me so far, it's not so much just the gaming, but it's the work that you're doing in your community with DevGuru. That's mm -hmm. actually what 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 takes you know what that, that helps you i guess mentally right with your emotions mm -hmm. and everything it's mm -hmm. mo mo it's mostly it's not just playing video games but it's kind of keeping you just being productive being busy yeah yeah okay. I, I like to be involved i mean right I, you know i was telling snap because snappy was telling me about a fundraiser her friend was doing or so, they were collecting a bunch of stuff for uh brown girl woke yeah brown girl woke. shout I out told, to her yeah yeah i told her i said i want to be a part of that i mean yeah there's we have I live in Salt Lake City, Utah. And okay. so, uh, you know, the Polynesian community out here is huge. And so, you know, whenever there's stuff happening at home, like in uh, Samoa or, or Tonga or wherever, you know, they, the people, they, they, uh, they band together and, you know, they'll put containers together worth of, uh, with uh, food and medicine yep. and all the stuff that, you yep. know, our Polynesian people can get together and they, they ship it out there. You know, and, and we've had opportunities to help, you know, in little ways and stuff. And so I told um snappy i said i, I want to be a part of that you know let me know what you guys need because i have siblings and cousins and everybody here that you know they're always getting rid of stuff and they take it to um our our version of uh of goodwill is a place called the deseret industries and so they go to di okay and they drop everything off there and you know it which it, it does the same thing it goes to people who are in need and stuff but i mean if it's something that we can affect directly as a polynesian community Absolutely. You know, I've told everybody, hey, bring all your stuff to me. I'll ship it over to Snappy and she can do what she needs to do with um, with that uh, charity she's working with. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I, I, I want to get into like where, a little more of your personal life, and I hope you're okay yeah. with that. But yeah, I, love, I love what you said. You started going on with the culture and how it's affected you, especially through, mm -hmm. um, through the roots of your dad. And just, we're, you know, discipline's a lot heavier with, you know, with, with your generation, a, a, a mm -hmm. little, a, a bit with mine, not as much, I think. Um, yeah. But with your kids, so how, how did that affect you 
in instilling the culture into your, you know, within your household or your family or your kids? Do you, mm-hmm. do you, do you, um, do they know the culture? Do they? Uh, yes, yes, they do. So my wife, um, she actually understands someone and she speaks someone. Jeez, and, let's uh, go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so whenever, you know, like my brothers will come around and they're like, Tully, what do you come? Let's go over here. And she's like, where? Where are you guys going? <laughs> you know, and they forget no sometimes. Hiding. They're like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's right." So is and she? Then, is, is your wife Samoan? She's just she's no, just like me. She's no. white. No, okay. Her, oh. her family's from Norway, bro. They let's go. White. Hey, <laughs> Scandinavia, baby. Let's go. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so, Wait, so yeah. I, I'm hold on. I'm interested in this. <laughs> hold on. So what? It, it just because she met you and she's just like, I got to learn the culture. I got to learn the the language. She devoted the time to do it. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny um, when they tell you, uh, you know, if you want to learn a language, uh, just be among the people, yeah. you know, go to that country right. and be among the people and you'll pick it up quick. Okay. Well, after we got married, we went to, we moved to Samoa for three months. Okay. And um, yeah, or she, she did a deep dive. All right. You know, right into the culture and it was around her 24 seven people speaking Samoan. And, you know, she would ask me, Hey, what does this mean? I, I heard so-and-so say this. What does this mean? Um, we spent the summer there and then in the fall, we both went back to school. And, um, when we got to school in our apartment that we were living at, she had me put up index cards of like, um, wow. Usaisa and you know, the, just like on the, items. Yeah, yeah. All this other stuff, you know, wow. for, for refrigerator, uh, washer, dryer, you know, and so she learned it that way. And so she, um, so cool. Yeah, so she would take those, and then she would ask me once in a while, you know. And it's my bad too because I'm not a ver- I'm not very patient when it comes to teaching. Okay. And so she's like, "How do you say this?" And she would take words and try to put them together, and then I would try to I tell her, "Well, you're missing, you know, like um, connecting words, like in the English language when you say, uh, uh, I don't know what's a good example, like let's go, let's uh, we go here or something." Hey. Hey, why don't we go here? You know, to make it a full sentence. Yeah, I gotcha. Right. So in Psalm 1, I would tell her, oh, you're missing these connection words. And so um, when my sister married my brother-in-law, he's a better teacher than I am. And, you know, and he knows the culture like the back of his hand. And, wow. You know, and he would give my wife lessons and tell her, oh, yes, that's right. But put this word in it. And then she would practice it and practice it. And then, Yeah. That is so, so good. That is so yeah. good. Man, props to your wife for doing that. There's not many. There mm. aren't many um, um, just other people, people that are outside of a certain culture that will just mm-hmm. full dive like that. So that's so beautiful, man. Yeah. But so with your with your kids mm-hmm. and just, just your household in general, what was it like with instilling the culture into them? Because you obviously you didn't want what, you know, what, what the, the bad roots with your father and with the, mm-hmm. you know, the main foundation, like just... Yeah. all the negative things what did you do to filter that out well when we first met and after we got married we had this talk and she learned quickly about the way someone kids are raised and she said we need to talk about that because wow. um she you know she didn't her um her her home life wasn't rainbows and unicorns either okay and uh you know her her father had uh he had some pretty big issues and stuff and now they didn't get hit or beat up like we did, but you know, um, what, what's the saying? Words hurt worse than getting hit. Uh, yeah, right? that's it. Yeah. So she grew up in an environment like that. And, you know, I think she did see her dad hit her brothers a couple of times. And she said to herself, I'm not staying for that, wow. you know, and she moved out of her home at a really early age. 
And um, so for her, that type of stuff wasn't new, but the whole, you know, the Samoan discipline and all that, she just, it was kind of overwhelming for her. It was her. another level of it. I got you. Right. And so she, she said to me, we need to talk about that because I'm not down with that. And I told her, I said, you know, you're, you're right. I said, I'm not down with that either. And there comes a time in your life or in a generation where you have to, you know, stop that cycle. Yep. And I made a conscious effort to stop the cycle. You know, and, and I told myself, no matter how pissed off I get at my kids, you know, that I would never put my hands on them like my father did to us. And it's not, I don't, I'm not saying that I hate my dad or anything. You know, I love my dad. Yeah, absolutely. And I love my dad to death, you know, yeah. and I just, I'm sorry that he's gone and I wish he was still here. But, you know, I, I will, I'm just going to do things differently. Yeah. You know, so. You know, I decided a long time ago that I wouldn't put my hands on my kids like that. And so, and I, and I didn't, and I never looked back, That's you know, beautiful. um, you know, when kids are kids, you know, when they're two, three, sometimes they don't listen, you know, they got to get the sasa, man. That's just yeah. how it is, you know, but you know, when they get older, um, to the point where they understand words and you can have a full on conversation, right. that's when you got to step back with the heavy handedness and start talking to them. And, you know, my dad had this famous saying, he goes, bye. The minute my mouth gets tired, my hands are going to start flying. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I said, no, we, we can't do that. We just can't do that. Hey, Snappy. Hi, hi Snappy. On? How are you? Hi, brothers. Oh, sorry. I just <laughs> got home. <laughs> no worries. No worries. No, you're man, good. your camera you're looks good. awesome. Just saying. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Don't mind the mess background. I'm trying to blur it out, but. Okay. Oh, that's why my background is black. <laughs> got the got the okay. Samoa, American Samoa flag there. Oh, yeah. right. Snappy, what's up with the the mask around your face there? I just got home. Take it off. Oh, <laughs> I know. Okay. I know. I was, I was like, let me just hop on. I got home. No, you're good. I'm glad. Yeah, you're here. So, and it's perfect timing, actually, Snappy. So, uh, so Sal and I were, have just started getting into like the more cultural side of things and. Right, and I was I, listening. Uh, yeah, and so he was coming out telling how he filtered all the negative things that that you have experienced, that I've experienced, that uh, mm -hmm. that most of the, the that our people experience in right. the culture, and how he was able to filter most of that out and incorporate it into his fam into his family. Because right. one thing I, I don't ever want anyone to do is I don't I, like we have a beautiful culture they, throughout the South right. Pacific, they, mm -hmm. like Chamorros. Samoans, Hawaiians, Tahitians, everyone has such a beautiful culture, but, right. but we're all similar in the way of, especially when it comes to discipline and it, and it, when it comes to those type of acts, I guess you could say it's, we, we have a, a more negative way of looking at, at those things. And I, and it's not, I believe it, we would be doing a disservice to our, to our people if we didn't bring our, our, our traditions into our family. But not right. everything, right? And so it was beautiful, right. Sal, how you came out and you said that. Uh, and man, that's awesome. I think I think that's something every father, every mother has to really consider. And your right. wife for coming out like that, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, with and then with the kids. I mean, my my uh, we have two kids: my, uh, 16, 13, a boy and a girl. Mm -hmm. And my daughter's the oldest. And um, you know, we she's she's always you know when we go places uh when we know that there's going to be old people there or like even when we go to church when it's not on a sunday you know even my wife will tell her hey put on an ear and she's wow. like oh, oh yeah that's right that's right you know that's good or when we go to places and stuff and if 
you know, her aunties will look at her and say, Nora, can you come help? And then she goes, okay, let me go get my lava lava real quick. She'll go put on her ear. And then, cause she knows she's going to serve old, all the old people and stuff, yeah. you know, things like that. And when my in-laws are around, it's different. You know, they, they try to tell my wife, oh, we feel uncomfortable when Nora comes and, you know, does things for us. And, you know, without being disrespectful, my wife says to them, well, I understand how you feel, but this is part of who she is. Right. She's a Samoan girl being raised in a Samoan house. And this is how their culture is. The kids, you know, they do fit house. They learn how to, you know, um, serve everybody. They learn how to do what they need to do. She goes, especially Nora being a girl, she needs to be able to learn the traditions and stuff. And, you know, and she, she jokingly told her parents, she said, well, what if she marries a Samoan guy? You know, we can't have her going into a Samoan home. And they're like, if she doesn't know how to do <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, I got you, I got you man. But, so you know, and so we we just um we we I try to you know um try to get you know instill those things in her. She'll ask me sometimes, Dad, how come this? How come that? Even simple things like um you know when she's washing dishes, and I told her I said when you wash dishes, I said I know you're trying to scrape the bottom of the pot to get the burnt off food or whatever or the caked on food i said but in the samoan culture that's very rude and she was like really and i says yeah so when people come over and they eat and then they go and they relax with everybody and then you're making noise in the kitchen Creeping and they're like things, oh yeah. yeah banging things yeah, around or whatever yeah. right you're right. trying to clean but they're like oh okay okay we're we're full thank you we're gonna right. go now yeah, yeah. they're trying like oh yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know like exactly. yeah yeah and Good. so she was like, oh, okay, okay. And so, um, you know, little things like that. Cause I, right. I, I told her, and then I tell her the backstory of that I was, um, we were stationed in Hawaii, my dad's, uh, last duty station. Um, we were an army family living in naval housing in, uh, the crater by the stadium. AMR? Yeah. AMR. <laughs> hey, I, I live there too, man. Let's go. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I went to Radford high school for a while. What? Oh, yeah, this guy. Let's go, bro. Okay, all right. We gotta talk. We're gonna yeah. talk about this later for okay. sure. Yeah, but yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. So, no, no. So, so we were. Um, I told her. I said we were stationed there, and I said we had a bunch. We had a group of people come over, and I think we were my this this couple from Samoa. They didn't really have much, and so my dad offered our home to have the reception. And so, um, you know, me, man, I've been cooking since I was since I could hold a pot and 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 stir it, mm. and so. My mom taught me how to cook. And, you know, now that's one thing about the kids. They're like, dad, can you make this? Dad, can you make that? You know, so, I mean, I, you know, I, I cook really well. And so when I was uh, 15, 16, I think, um, my mom asked me, she goes, I know this is a big ask, but the boys came in and they unloaded two truckloads worth of food Wow! for the reception. And my mom goes, can you cook all that for us? I'm like, and I looked around. She goes, what are you looking? I said, me and who? Just me? <laughs> you know, and she was like, please, you know. And so, yeah, so I, you know, I did all this stuff and which was fine. I was happy to do it. But after everything was said and done, I was like, where's the cleanup crew at? I looked around, my cousins, ah, missing. Nobody was there. I was like, right. wow. <laughs> there it is. So, so, I was like, okay. so I started cleaning and stuff and I got down to, the, I cleaned all the small stuff, put everything away. And then I had the big pots and pans left. So I told my daughter's name is Nora. I said, Nora, I was washing this pan and I, I was like, dang, I grabbed a, a spoon and I was trying to scrape the bottom. Ooh, <laughs> big mistake. Yeah. I scraped the bottom. And all of a sudden I told her, I told her I was just minding my own business. I think I was listening to my Walkman at the time. All of a sudden, pow, the headphones flew off my head 
and my head hit the cupboard and i was like what the hell and i turn around and my dad goes and i'm like what what i'm cleaning the dishes my mom came over and she goes hey and she gritted her teeth and grabbed my shirt and she goes don't scrape the pot like that i was like oh okay <laughs> okay <laughs> you know and so then afterwards i was like what i told my mom i asked my mom i said because i was gonna ask my dad are you kidding so i asked my mom i said um mom what was that all about and she sat down and she said you know in the fasa more you know and she was saying all this in Samoa, and when the people come over and stuff you know you don't do that and i told her i said i didn't know that you guys never taught me that and then she grabbed my head and she felt the side of my head it was kind of still it was full of from my dad's hand because you know when you don't have time to block it and it's a full-on you know yeah. i mean it's uh, my head was ringing right. and she goes oh i'm so sorry and she rubbed my head and she goes well now you know yeah go finish the, the stuff <laughs> <laughs> so Stop anyway so i told Nora, yeah right. I, I told my daughter that i said that's why and i said you look at it and slap your head and she started laughing she goes i know i know i know so you know, and, and the one good thing about my kids is when I teach them stuff about the culture, they never forget it. Yeah. You know, they always try to, you know, and my wife was sometimes when I feel like um, if I'm reading the situation wrong and I'll tell my wife, didn't I tell that girl to, you know, whatever? And she goes, no, no, she did. She did. You didn't see her. She looked over at you just kind of trying to get some confirmation of should I do this or should I do it? And then she just did it on her own. Right. And I was like, oh. I, I I didn't realize that. And my wife looks at me and she says, you know, your daughter, her biggest worry is disappointing you. Wow. So she doesn't want to disappoint you and stuff. And so basically she was telling me, relax. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> She's the balance. She's the balance in you, man. Your wife, for sure. Right. Yeah, the balance. No, right. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I tell her that all the time. I said, you know, you, we come from different worlds. I said, but you're, uh, you're, I don't know what it is. I think uh, God was really looking out for me when, when, when He sent me to you because you're the best thing that's ever happened to this island boy. So, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, what was it like uh, when you were growing up in Germany? Was it Germany? You said, yeah, Germany. it was. Yeah. So, how old were you then? Oh, uh, were you a I, lot, a lot younger? Yeah. So, so we left American Samoa when I was about three, maybe four months old. Okay. And um, and they moved to San Francisco. And so my dad was working for my aunt's um, security company at the time. And uh, he was waiting because he had applied to join the military. Mm. Um, there's another backstory to that. I don't know how comfortable I am talking about that portion because it, no, don't it, worry. it involves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, he, he joined the military from there. Yeah. And um, we went to Germany. Man, we spent about 10 years there. So you grew oh, up, you literally yeah. grew up there. Yeah, I literally mm -hmm. grew up there. So we spent, a, I think, a year or two. So I, mi I might have been like uh, two years old, I think, mm -hmm. three years old. Uh, we waited for my dad to complete um, basic training. And then we went, uh, her, his first duty station was uh, Germany. So yeah, yeah, we pretty much grew up there. My sister, one of my sisters, no, actually both of my sisters were born there. Was it, was, so, it different, um, was it different growing up there in a very traditional um someone family uh, when you were there yeah, it was, so, yeah yeah so we um we they spoke my parents spoke someone to us at home right and they what english they knew they you know they used but um they spoke someone to us at home and so that's how we understand the language it wasn't until we went back to Samoa that we started diving in and started learning how to speak and all that stuff and so um growing up in a traditional house though it was uh when i look back on it now it's 
it was probably one of the best things I, they could have ever done for us. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm very proud to, for, of who I am and where I come from. And, Absolutely. You know, I, I did my, um, you know, the DNA test? Yeah. Mm. And I'm 47% Tongan. Let's oh, go. wow. Serious. Serious. <laughs> wow. Serious. And I was like, huh? <laughs> and, 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 and my mom goes, yeah, yeah. She showed me this book. She said, look, I'm kind of going off track here, but she said, look, look at this book. There, everybody in Samoa, there's no one that's a hundred percent. Yeah, Samoan. no. It goes in some, yeah, somebody's bloodline. There's, there's a, there's a Tongan bloodline. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. She goes, and that's just because of the history of the islands. That's okay. right. I'm curious, what DNA and, test thing did you use? What platform was it? Was, oh, was it like a his, um, ancestry or twenty three? Was yes. it okay? Because mm -hmm. I I did the same thing. I me and my wife both did it. It's the funniest story. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell it real quick. But yeah, yeah. so mine, I've been telling everyone that I'm like half Samoan, half German. Like, yeah. and I've been telling everyone that the entire time. I go do this this DNA test. Comes back, I'm not even German. <laughs> comes back I'm, I'm like from you liar dude no, exactly no. that's why I, I told everyone i was like man i'm a liar i'm not i'm not german and then i'm not even like full samoan like i'm not even half samoan i'm like they have a certain term for it but it's called austronesian and austronesian all that means is that you're a just a bandwagon of of all the south pacific of like tongan samoa it's a certain like um like layout of islands but it's samoan yeah. tongan fijian it's crazy so i'm not even any it's ridiculous man but i was so upset when i took that test snap you got to do it so and you got to <laughs> tell everybody you got to show your stream and let everybody know that you're not even Samoan Tongan. You have to let everybody know. Uh, I am. <laughs> I am. You're from England. Oh. Your thing's going to come back here from England. She's, hey, Snappy's Irish. Can't you tell? <laughs> <laughs> Her red hair. Her red hair gives it away. No, yeah, my, half, my half sister actually did it. And it was so funny because we were, uh, we believe that her dad was like, full Samoan because that's what he said uh-huh but then we found out when she went and did it she was 75 percent Filipino <laughs> more than Samoan and Tongan yes does, does she look it though does she, she does oh <laughs> so I'm like no wonder why your kids came out looking oriental like oh my gosh can't lie about it that was the same thing with yeah. my, that was actually the same thing with my wife so my wife, in the same sense of me, like I, I was telling everyone where I'm like half this, half that. She tells everyone that she's like only Samoan. But you look at my wife, you're like, yo, you're, you look like you're looking into the sun all day. Yeah. <laughs> she, she got those chinny eyes. She got some like, hardcore chinny eyes. I was like, you're some kind of Asian. She she denied it. She got the test back and she's like 80% Japanese. I'm, I started laughing. Oh, laughing. Dude. Yeah. Dude, I, so I'm, I, let's see. It was funny because one of my sisters goes, bro. 47% Tongan, 43% Samoan. You're not, you're more Tongan than Samoan. And they all started laughing. I was like, shut up. You know, and they're like, I, I have like 7% Southeast, uh, South, Southeast China or something like that. And then 3% like New Zealand, Fiji. Wow. You know, yeah, I'm gonna so, do it. Do it, Snappy, <laughs> and put it on stream. I want you to open it up on your stream. Let I everyone will. know. And before I that, will. you have to put in your description what you say you are. <laughs> that way you can upset everyone <laughs> oh my i already know i'm a mixture because my grandmother's uh grandfather's fijian oh, and oh yeah yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah so i already know there's a mix of the polynesian islands somewhere in there 
I gotcha. Oh man, I gotcha. So, uh, uh, Sal, what are what are some things that you would encourage as? Uh, and you know, you could this can come from you know just you being a father, or mm-hmm. just a someone someone man. What are some things that you would encourage our listeners or just other other men out there, other someone men? What could they do to better implement the culture into their life, their families? Um. Well, I've. I've run into some uh, Polynesian men who don't know anything about their culture and right. that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would urge them to learn. The only way you can find out is to either take a trip back home or learn mm. from people that you trust mm. and, and, and learn that way and, and, and uh, try to live it. I mean, we we're a Samoan family that lived abroad for a long time. Yeah. But one of the greatest gifts my parents gave me was the, the, the language was to be able to speak to us and teach us and to ensure us that, you know, one of the things that they always told us, at, that I always heard at home was, you know, you love God, you love your family, and you love everyone. Yeah. You know, and, and in a literal sense, I, somewhere in my life, I thought to myself, you know, it doesn't cost anything to be kind. Absolutely. You That's know, beautiful. Absolutely. You know, and so I, I tried to, implement that because there were times in my life where i thought you know being this big strong Samoan guy i'm just gonna push my way around and um you know but somewhere inside of me i thought to myself that's not me that's not me i don't you know and so for as as i grew older um you know i left the house i met my wife we got married had my family you know we'll be together 23 years this coming may and you know to to your point and to answer your question, I mean, I would, I would urge other Polynesian men, Samoan men, especially, you know, try to find out more about the culture if you don't know. And if you grew up in the culture, man, don't lose it. Yeah. You know, think about what's good for your family and what's good for you now and try to implement that and instill that into your kids. Um, my sister is married to uh, this guy. He's, he's from uh, Western Samoa and he's Samoan through and through just like his father okay i mean he's heavy-handed you know and all this other stuff but my sister is a social worker mm. and you know what i'm gonna say after that right yeah. they don't social workers don't take no. too kind of that kind of stuff Not at all you know and especially yeah. with the way that we grew up you know my sister's like no mm-mm. you know and she, when he gets mad and like he gets a little rough with the kids and she'll be like hold on hold on a second you know and and he'll say the stuff that my dad used to say like oh you know, you're the reason why these kids are like this or whatever. And mm. she's like, no, 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 don't say that. Yeah. They, they don't deserve that. I understand that they need to be spanked or whatever, but they don't deserve that. And so, you know, to, I think for us, um, a lot of the people who aren't Polynesian or who aren't Samoan, um, they get the stereotype like, oh, he's Samoan or he's Polynesian. You better watch out. You might get beat up. You know, or you yeah. might, because that's what people think. Oh, they, they put Polynesian men, they say, well, they beat their wives, yeah. you know? And, and I was, I was, um, I was a recipient of that. My, one of my sister-in-laws, uh, asked, asked her sister or my wife, Hey, bring that guy to Hawaii. Cause she was stationed in Hawaii at the time with her husband then, and they were in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. I didn't know this till like two years ago. And she finally told me, Hey, you know why we went to Hawaii? Because my, 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 uh, sister knew some people in Hawaii had a good friend that was on witness protection or something or some kind of protection program because of her husband. Right. And her husband just happened to be Samoan. And I was like, Oh my oh, God. Man. Wow. Yeah. And so, 
she was worried that I was one of those guys. And so when we met, you know, um, she told her, she goes, I knew from the moment I saw him that yeah. I, was, I didn't have to worry anymore. That's beautiful. Was, there was just something about him when he came in, the way he loved on the kids and the kids would climb up on him and he would play with them and stuff. And she said, man, this guy is totally opposite from the guy that I know here who's, you know, beating his wife and stuff like that. And that's what she was afraid of. Mm. And so when she told me that, like, Two years ago, I'm going, how long have we been together? I, I was just going to say that. that. I was like, wait, hold on. But you guys have been together over 20 years. Why just now? Yeah, wow. yeah. And she goes, oh, you know, just the time was never right. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, but, you know, so I, I mean, just real quick. I mean, just to, yeah. to your point and to your question, I would I would urge, you know, Samoan men to, Polynesian men in general, I mean, just be better. You know, um, I'm not perfect by any means. Um, but I tell myself, every day and i can't remember the last time my but i just told my wife what my new year's resolution was and i said i don't know if you know this honey but the last as long as we've been together i always tell myself when i mess up or if i made a huge dumb mistake i always say to myself sully do better tomorrow than you did today or do better than you did yesterday absolutely you know and that encompasses everything because yeah. if i try to wrap my mind around stuff you know, then I start to stress and then I get depressed and all that stuff. So to your point, my, I would just urge all Polynesian men, Hey, just try to do better every day. You know, nobody's, no one person is, no one person is perfect. And so right. if we just try to do our part, you know, to make our family comfortable, to, to serve our wives so that they can be comfortable and that they, you know, they know that they can, we can be dependable to serve our communities, to let people know, Hey, I don't want anything from you, but if you need a helping hand, I'm here. Yeah. You know, if you need something to eat, my refrigerator's open. You need somewhere to stay, I got a bed for you. You need some money, I don't have all the money in the world, but I'll give you what I have. Right. You know, and and, and just like my parents said, you know, you love God, you love your family, and you love everyone. That's beautiful, man. So that's what I would mm -hmm. urge, you know, Polynesian men to do is just, if you don't know anything about the culture, learn. Yeah. And once you mm -hmm. learn something, instill it. And when you instill it, just try to do better. Absolutely. I love so. your I love your attitude just toward everything. And mm -hmm. like when we first spoke, uh, what was about mm -hmm. like a few days ago, we, we got into Discord and it was just you and I and we we're just going over yeah. a few things. Man, I just and it was and you had text me and you, you and you, you dude, the, the what you text me was a mutual feeling, man. It's just yeah. you are so unique as far as when it comes to most individuals. And so one of the catching things about you is just your mentality, your attitude toward things. What are some things that you're doing today that keeps you in check as far as mentally? What keeps you on the good side of things? What allows you to continue to look down the road and just be like, you know what? We're going to we're gonna put our boots on and we're just going to keep going. We, there, we got things we got to do. We got to keep going. What are you doing right now? That's a good question. I, I think about that all the time. Um, I remember my dad saying to me one time, you know why I joined the military? And he looked at all of us and he said, I joined the military to give you guys a better life. I sweat blood and tears every day of the things that I needed to do to not only serve this country, but to give you guys a better life. And we didn't have all the money in the world, but we had opportunity. And mm -hmm. so to answer your question, I think for me, what I try to do is I try to, I tell my kids all the time, this is what I expect from you. This is what I need you to do. You know, we talk about college, my, both my wife and I, we went to school and we have, you know, she's, she went all the way. She's a PhD. So she's Dr. You know, Penarosa where she works at. And so 
you know, for me, I, 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 school is only, is like, um, for me, it's like having too much sugar. I can only have so much sugar. So I got my master's degree. <laughs> and you're done. <laughs> I, yeah, I got my master's degree and the doctor said that's enough sugar. Yeah. So um, that's all I can handle. So I, I told the kids, I said, there is a certain point of uh, education that we want you guys to achieve. Mm. And, you know, my daughter and I, we go on dates every other week. Uh, every week, my wife and I go on dates. But with my daughter, I go with her every other week. And she asked me one time, dad, do I really have to go to school? And I said, girl, you better look down at the food you're eating because she loves steak and sushi. This girl has expensive tastes. Wow. And I said, this steak and sushi will become Siamine and peanut butter and jelly real quick if you don't go to school. And she, <laughs> she looked at me and she goes, okay, I got it. I said, yes. <laughs> yes, because you're, you're, you and your brother enjoy a good life because your mom and I, we went to school and we, we dug in with everything we had and this is why we have what we have today now i'm not please anybody who's listening or watching i'm not saying because we went to school we're better or anything like that i'm that's not the point i'm trying to make but for me and my household me and my family you know my dad gave us opportunities and one of those biggest opportunities was education and he was a big big um you know on education was telling us i don't care what you do in life go to school yeah go to school whatever degree you get make something with yourself you know don't just you know don't don't be like me and i guess that's the second part of my point is i tell my kids i want you to be to be better than me i want you to have a better life than me yeah i know you guys think oh this is comfort this is whatever no there's so much more out there i wish i could give you guys the world but with these two hands you know this is this is all i can give you and i'm close to retirement so live it up cuz once you guys have your lives uh steak and sushi is just gonna be between me and my wife and then you guys are gonna have to go find your own that's you know, kinda, you know it's funny because that's kind of where, where me and my husband's at today actually because we had a long day today my car started acting up yeah. so we had to take it to the shop so me and him was driving around and he was like man we have a couple more hours before the kids get out we should treat ourselves I feel like <laughs> something we don't normally take our kids to. And I'm like, yeah. like, and he goes, uh, Brazilian steakhouse. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I looked at him and I was like, oh, wow, you're really trying to do it. He goes, you deserve <laughs> it, hon. And I was like, okay. That's what's up. So, yeah. That is, so that is. It's funny because that's, that's exactly what we're talking about today. <laughs> I kind of like wanted to um, say something. First of all, thank you so much for, for joining the podcast. Absolutely. Um, Thanks, for brother. being a part of it. I appreciate you coming through and sharing your story and stuff. And I was listening to your story and you know, it's so funny because it's, Listening to it, I kind of like I, I can reflect on it. It's like it, it it brings up old memory. Like I like I was telling Deb, I mean um Gucci, that yeah. when I hear certain things or, or certain things trigger certain memories. Yeah, for me, and you know, hearing what you were experiencing and stuff like that with your father, it, it reminded me of my grandfather mm -hmm. because I was raised by him. That's who I call my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I. I had issues with my my biological father so my grandfather was the one who was raising me and i grew up not with him fossing me but i watched him beat my mom and her mm -hmm. her sister and it was it was scary 
Yeah. Like it was, it wasn't just like a small kind of fussy. Like I used to watch him beat their head into the cement. Yeah. Wow. You know, like and broke two by fours on them and things like that. Like and me watching my 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 own mother, the the woman who gave birth to me. You know what I mean? Like and it it it, it caused this conflict between me and my mother because she mm-hmm. started having this feeling like, oh, you don't ever fussy her, you know and. And like, you know, and that's, that was like the issue with me and my mom. But my grandma, after the whole split up between my, my grandparents, my grandmother ended up taking on the role of both mom and dad. And she was the one who used to fussy me like that. <laughs> so yeah, like hearing that, like, it's, it's like, I can relate to it, but yeah. it's like from a different um, side, like your wife is actually my husband to me. Yeah, We were both raised differently, differently. you know? Wow. Yeah. We were both raised differently and I had like a rough upbringing and he was the more calm, like, you know, you need to stop. You like, you need to calm down. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to think about things before you start doing it because, you know, it's, we're, we were raised differently. So hearing your story about your wife, it, it's funny because me being a woman, I can relate to you, mm-hmm. you know, you know, where your wife is just like my husband and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's really, really awesome to have this. I'm glad that we have this because this is the reason why we have these podcasts because you know we we all have different backgrounds and people think just because we're a male or female it, it doesn't matter we're all dealing with the same thing and we all go through um right. our own things but, but we can relate to it you know Absolutely. somehow yeah for sure and it's sure. tough to, yeah. it's tough to see all of this when because I, I you know we watch each other's streams we there's so many streamers you watch out there and you'll just you would never know like right. I would never watching you, bro. Unless we have actually talked, I would never have known your background. I would never have right. known, never. But it's discussions like this that have to be had, and right. and the whole point to all this is just hoping that that we can you know get into the the hearts and the minds of our listeners and change something. As you mm-hmm. said, it's it, 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 when 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 I'd asked you like how are you how would you encourage other men to to incorporate the culture? It's just be better, be better. But the only way you're going to be better is by realizing those things, right? Mm-hmm. You have to encounter the fault before you can correct it. For for me, when I say be better, I I think there was a point in our marriage where um, whenever my wife would call me out on something, mm-hmm. my first reaction was I would say, what do you think, I'm stupid? Yeah. Right? I would say that all the time, sometimes without even thinking. You would say and that, you said? I, I would say that. Okay. You know, she would ask me, you know, something or she would, she'd be upset about something and, or whatever it is. And I turn her, I go, well, what do you think? I'm stupid. You yeah. know, I would say that to her and she would always say, why do you always, you always go to that. You always ask me, I don't think you're stupid, you know? And so, um, there, I remember I'll, I'll share this with you. I, I was on a work trip and I remember coming home and I, it was a Friday. I, the plane landed, it was about 4.30 in the afternoon, and she had called me and said, hey, if you're back, I was wondering if you wanted to go on a date. I said, yeah, yeah, that's no problem, let's go. I said, let me drop my bag off, let me you know, shower real quick, and then we'll go. So we left, we went to dinner, and then we went to go watch a movie, and I remember we were leaving the theater, and Transformers had just come out that year. And I remember walking by the big poster, and I just happened to turn, and I looked at the poster, and I, um, I can't remember the name of the big robot, but he was standing there and there was something on his shoulder. So I went to go, I went to zoom, zoom in. I went to take a closer look 
and it was with a female character in the movie she was just really tiny sitting oh, on the shoulder. i was like yeah. oh yeah and i was like oh okay you know well then my wife is it optimus me, yeah i think so the truck yeah it is Optimus. Yeah, yeah optimus yeah okay so um i can't remember the name of the actress but she was sitting on his shoulder well i i thought what is that i looked real close i go oh it's her that was in my mind my wife jokingly said oh really what are you staring at i said what she goes what are you staring at i said where she pointed at the i was like oh and then i just laughed right i didn't really think anything of it so we got in the car and she said something and i go what and she goes well why, why are you looking at other you know pictures of other girls and stuff i don't know what it was but like something in me snapped and i looked at her and i said why would you do that and i just i went off and it was stupid i just went off and and i somewhere along the line i was like what do you think i'm stupid and so anyway um i've never don't get me wrong i never i never put my hands on my wife or anything right. like that yeah and never in the years that we've been together but i said some things that i couldn't take back yeah and i remember the next morning um i just i sat up in the bed and she was standing at the foot of the bed and she had suitcases packed and she said i will not stay with somebody who's going to speak to me like that Wow. I can't believe the things that you said to me and all this other stuff. And I just kind of looked down and I didn't know what to say. You know, I, what can you say? Right. You know? And, and so she said, I'm going to go to my sister's house with the kids. I think you need some time to reflect. Um, because you either do something different or do this by yourself and which rightfully so, you know, she took her stuff and she left. Wow. Well, a, a good friend of mine helped me to get counseling and stuff. And the point I'm, I'm getting to is, in the counseling, at first I thought it was stupid. I was like, I'm not going to talk to anybody about my problems. What kind right. of crap is that? You know, yeah. nobody does that. Right. And um, he sat down and he, um, we, we spoke for about a couple hours. And he finally had me opening myself up to him and stuff. And he drew the circle on the board. And I said, what is that? And he drew a line in one of the circles. He said, this is your life, my friend. And he stopped at the line in the circle and he said, this is keeping you from progressing. And then he wrote stupid, um, uh, uh, unworthy, uh, a few other words too. Um, not sure, incompassionate, that sort of thing. He's, and he circled that and he said, this right here is keeping you from progressing. He goes, I noticed that every time you and your wife have a disagreement, the first thing you say to her is, what do you think I'm stupid? And he says, what's something in your life that, you know, uh, did you have something happen to you? That sort of thing. And I said, and immediately I went back to when I was in eighth grade. Um, I needed help with math. And I went to my dad because my dad, my mom said, oh, your dad's really good with math. You should go talk to him. Well, I went to talk to him. I explained what was going on. He opened the book. He looked at me. He explained what was happening. And then right after that, he shuts the book in my face and he says, but why would I waste my time talking to you about that? I don't talk to stupid people. And he shoved the book in my, in my stomach and pushed me away, told me to get out of his face. I never forgot that. No. Right. And so I graduated high school. I failed my math classes because if I didn't understand it, I just didn't go. Right. But I sure as hell wasn't going to ask anybody for help. I did that before and I wasn't going to be stupid enough to ask again. Yeah. So then he said to me, there there lies the, the problem is that every time you think somebody's calling you out on something, the first thing your defense mechanism is, what do you think? I'm stupid. Right. And it took him explaining that to me to realize, Oh my gosh, you know? And, um, 
for those of you who need counseling, I please go do it. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, it, you know, is. I, I, it really is. It really yeah. is. It's the best thing ever. Because then he helped me to move past all that. And now, you know, our disagreements, I mean, we don't really, we know each other so well that if we know the other person is starting to get upset, then we just stop. Yeah. You know, like if she's starting to get upset, then I just stop and I look at her and I tell her, I was just kidding on you, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And she was like, okay, yeah, I just, I think I've had enough. You know, and then we just kind of, you know, leave it at that. Or if it's a serious situation, we'll say, hey, let's just come back to this another time. Let's think on it, you know, type of thing. So, you know, it, it's helped me to... um realize you know that sometimes you know you have to be what's the word you have to have a certain amount of humility to recognize absolutely yourself when you when you say well i need to recognize that there's issues here and i need to fix it so going back to the point that you made sam about you know urging polynesian men to do better you have to realize what that issue is first absolutely you know and for me i had to i went to counseling it which i thought was the dumbest thing in the world but it turned out to be the best thing that could have happened to me so sorry that was a roundabout way no 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 it was beautiful it was beautiful man yeah it was, it was freaking yeah. beautiful what you what you just said but um man I, i'm gonna i need you to ask your wife at some point if she would be yeah. willing to come on the podcast, right, I'd, right. I'd love to have her on. I, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, I, I, I have to talk to your wife and, and get other people to see what it, what it means to be in her shoes and what she did. Right. Because, man, it, it, she, she sounds like such an interesting person to just like talk about, it, especially with the culture yeah. and whatnot. So, but so if you could do that, um, what did you? Okay. Uh, cool. What, what, what did she get? What did you get your degree in? What did she get her PhD in? Um, so she's, uh, she got her bachelor's in music. Um, she got her master's in education and she got her PhD in music research. That's awesome. So nice. Both her and I, we, uh, we met at school. I got a scholarship to, uh, go to the conservatory of music at the, um, university of the Pacific in Stockton, California. Yeah. 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 UOP? So we met okay. at UOP. Uh -huh. yep. So we met there and, um, I was just coming in and she was just graduating. And so I, um, I came in as a voice major and decided I, I can't read music, um, but I can, it's funny, I can't read music, but I can play the uke and the mm -hmm. piano and all that by ear. Okay. And, um, and, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, music theory was the worst. I went to music <laughs> theory class and I just couldn't understand it. And uh, my wife says to me one day, she goes, you know why? Because you don't have a math brain. And I said, why are you making fun of me? She goes, no, I'm serious. She goes, <laughs> People who excel in math will excel in music theory because that's what it's like. And uh, I was like, no, okay. Well, then I'm going to change my major because I don't understand <laughs> music theory. <laughs> so so I, I, did, I did music business for a while. And then um, the school, UOP, I don't, know, I don't know how much it costs now, but then it was 27000 a year to go mm, there. It's up there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So we had to make a decision because... Um, we had a very, we, let's see, I met her, I, I got to UOP in 98. We got engaged in the fall of, we met 98. We, we got engaged in the fall of 98 and we got married in the summer of 99. So she was coming upon her senior year and we had to make a decision yeah. on who's going to go to school, who's not going to go to school because we couldn't afford 54 grand between the both of us. You know, year, we were just right. we're, we're college students, you know. 
So I decided to get out of um, UOP. She finished up. And then when she was done, I went to uh, Stanislaus in Merced. Okay. And yeah, so, and I got my degree in uh, sociology. Oh, beautiful. Um, not, not because I wanted to, because it was the fastest program to get out of school. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I got that. And then, uh, gosh, I went to work for uh, Target Corporation. Um, I was a security guy for them, uh, an investigator. And then... Um, we moved to the Midwest and I got in with, um, the company that I'm at now. I, I don't want to say who they are, but I'm, I'm a corporate investigator for them. And awesome. so that's, that's what I do, uh, for this major corporation. And so being here in Utah, my wife is a professor at the, um, at Westminster college in Salt Lake city. Wow. And so she, through her be being a, a professor there, I was able to get my master's degree. Oh, that's so awesome. I got my master's nice. degree in, um, education. That's awesome. Dude, I'm a little yeah. bit of music myself. I, that's actually what I went to school for initially. Yeah. And then I dropped out. <laughs> and, then I, and then I ended up going back to school for, for the math part of things. So, yeah. Cool. yeah. Cool, cool. But no, that's cool. That's awesome that that's your background, man. Yeah, so man. What, what, what brought you guys to Utah? So were we, uh, you never mentioned where you were at after, well, obviously you were in I California. Mean? Well, no, you were obviously in California, Stockton. But mm -hmm. so from what Germany or Hawaii is that where you your dad finished off his last duty station? You said yeah. So okay. we we spent most of our military life in in Germany. We we also had a stint in Fort Lewis, Washington, which is now uh, Joint Base McCord, Washington, or yeah. McCord uh, Lewis, or something like Lewis okay. McCord. Um, so we were there for a while. Uh, we spent some time in Hawaii, and then he finished his uh, army career, and we went back to Samoa. Um, we went back to Samoa. I graduated from Tafuna High School. Bah, boo, <laughs> boo. Ah, hey, warriors, man. Once Lions, a warrior, let's always go. A warrior. <laughs> nah, That's where my no. sister graduated from. Tafuna. Yeah, yeah. So I went to Tafuna, class of '93, wow. and um, and then afterwards, um, I'm uh, I'm I'm LDS. I'm I'm Mormon. So I went on a mission for two years. I went to Chicago. Wow. And then um, after the two years, I came back and my parents had a restaurant and um, we had, well, it was kind of a walk-up breakfast stand um, in Pong Pong at the, at the market. Mm. And so, um, you know, they did that for a while and I came home from my mission and then I helped them. And one night my mom goes, so what's, what's the next move for you? I said, what are you talking about? She goes, man, you ain't going to stay here for the rest of your life. I'm like, what are you guys kicking me? Out? She goes, no. She goes, no, you need to go find your life. What, what are you going to do? Well, I was attending American Samuel Community College at the time, yeah. and um, I was heavily into music. Yeah. And um, so uh, this couple, they came from Southern Methodist uh, University. I think that's in Texas, right? SMU? I have no clue. I've never okay, heard so of it. Well, okay. They, they came there to do a one-year stint at ASCC. And I met them. Um, I'm a drummer. I play the drums. And so I got with his, uh, with her husband. Um, but the wife was also a vocal teacher and I sang in an acapella group all throughout high school and we all went to ASCC together. And so we still, I gotta we hear you sing together. one day. <laughs> I'm retired. I'm retired. No, Queen, I, I appreciate it. Sis. Thank you so much. And I'm so, so sorry. We, um, I was just in the middle of the conversation. So she tried to teach me how to sing opera and stuff. Thank you so much like, for the stars. Right. I super appreciate she goes, it. No, you should try it. And so she got me to open up my voice and next thing you know, I was singing um, Italian arias and German leads. And so wow. um, that was my ticket to UOP. Wow. Wow. Yep. wow. That's beautiful, oh, yeah. man. That's beautiful. That so 
where did all of this end up leading into DevGrew? So I know you said it was from your dad. You know, you were inspired mm -hmm. from your dad and then the SEAL teams. But mm -hmm. where did, what started, what stemmed all of that from the very beginning? Um, so my brother's in the military. Okay. And he's serving right now. And he's, uh, he's on the East Coast. And um, he's, uh, oh, he's a radio operator. We'll just leave it at that. But he's, um, he, and so his being in the military and, just you know we're still a military family even yeah. though you know we're not directly linked like his wife and children we're still a military family you know my sisters and i we recognize that and you know when he's deployed we're always you know we're, we always have a worry in the back of our mind yeah you know we're going to see him again is mm. he going to be okay you know but at the same time you know the best thing that we can do to support him is to um you know to honor what he does and yeah. the others like him Wow. You know, to uh, lend a helping hand wherever we can. Um, you know, like I said earlier, you know, the backbone of, of DevGrew Gaming is to honor the military. Yeah. And, you know, we, that's, you know, my brothers yeah. in the military have had cousins and numbers, you know, scores of friends who've served and are currently serving. And, um, and it just, you know, we, it, for me, I think DevGrew is a way for me to give back to you know, whether it's our community or to people in general, to this country, right? You know, for what this country's given to us. That's beautiful. That sounds so a little cliche, but yeah, no, that's beautiful. And so your platform right. isn't just specific to the South Pacific. It's really just for anyone, then. Yeah, just mm -hmm. for anyone. Okay, just for anyone. And you know, I I, I can't remember who I was talking to. I don't know if it was um, my wife. Maybe it was Snappy, or maybe it was some. But they said, you know, the white part on the Dev Guru on the on my um design you should take maybe it was my wife she she looked at my because i have a, um i don't know if you can see it but i have a sleeve i did see that yeah yeah and so she said you should incorporate that on dev guru so people know like who Paul, you are yeah right polynesian yeah i was like oh i'm gonna get right on that <laughs> <laughs> so um here the the brand is going to change here real soon so i've really? got some people working on it but um nice. Yeah. So yeah. It, so to, yeah. To your point and to answer your question, yeah, I think it's basically for everybody. Mm. But um, you know, I also want everyone to know, you know, where I'm from and and who I am. And I've got a lot of um, non-Polynesian uh, followers and co-streamers that I stream with. Um, yeah. Matter of that, fact, that's, that's beautiful. No, is. I love that. I love that. You know, with me, like I've I've tried, I've tried to reach out to a few non uh poly mm -hmm. streamer but i don't know like I, I don't know if they're just uh uncomfortable or what it is you know but yeah. like i've i've always i've always been unsuccessful the only one who really does like run with me is rose i was yeah. gonna say that i was like you do got yeah, yeah. you have um, yeah. you have other people yeah. in there but rose I, yeah. and and i think jeremy and them but yeah i have a few yeah but mm -hmm. I, there is a lot of people, other people that I've always wanted to, but I, I, I think yeah. they're just afraid or something. I right. don't know. But well, you know, one of the things that I did was I took a page from Snappy's book one day and I said to, I, cause I heard Snappy say this one time and I thought to myself, dude, that's perfect. Is when you explain to our non-Polynesian co-streamers and, yeah. you know, fellow streamers, mm -hmm. you know, what we're all about is, you know, you always have a plate at my table. That's right. the motto. That's the you know, motto right always, there. And if I eat, you eat. Yeah. Right. And I think for some of my non-Polynesian friends, I've said that many, many times. And I think that's yeah. what kind of put them at ease. And they're like, oh, okay. 
And so, you know, when I explained to them, I'm not, I'm a nobody. I'm not one of those streamers that's like, don't self-promote on my page or anything like that. Right. Dude, we're all in this together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're all in this together. And so we all have to push each other up. And I actually had, I won't mention any names when it comes to this, but I had somebody tell me, why are you wasting your time? Mm. You know, you have to do this for yourself or you won't get anywhere. Yeah. And so before I, before I crafted a response, I had to sit back and think, because the first thing I did was I laughed. And then I got angry. Wow. And so one thing I learned in life was you never make any type, formulate any type of response on emotion because it clouds the judgment. Absolutely. Right. So I stepped back and I thought about it. And then I wrote this person back and I said, well, I understand. I appreciate your concern. It seems genuine. I said, but I'm not about that life. Mm. I don't do that. You know, I'm all about helping other people. Mm. I don't need to be, you know, Stone Mountain 64 status. Right. Right. I don't need to be that. That's not why I stream. You know, I'm, he says, well, you're not going to be able to quote unquote, make it. And Mm. I said, bro, I have the the equipment that I need and I have a platform and I have my design and I have my brand. Yeah. I made it. Yeah. So, and that's subjective. I really think all of that is just success in itself is subjective. And I I think that's one of the, the problems a lot of people in this industry have is they, they put, Stone Mountain, they put Nick Merckx, all these great guys. And these are phenomenal people. Don't get me wrong, but that's their, that's their idea of success. Whereas, you know, for yourself and for Snappy, your success is knowing that you go to sleep at night, that you've actually helped somebody, right? that you've actually been able to benefit someone else other than you're just yourself. And just that in itself is beautiful. Again, it's Mm -hmm. not about, it's not always about the money. It isn't, it really isn't. Right. So I did have somebody that wrote me around the same time I started Poly Gaming Page and I started doing all these these um, tournaments and stuff like that. And people used to ask me, like, why are you doing this? Especially for our Polynesian people, like, they don't care. Like, they're never going to change. Like, why do you feel like you need? And I go, I'm not trying to change the world. That is not my mission. Right. Uh, But hearing people like, CAC, like dev grew like if i can change just one person mm. just one freaking person that that's a big thing so, for me to win that's huge for me yeah. you know because you you will never know who's out there listening and who's out there wanting the, what you're offering what you have to offer you know what i mean it, and that's what i always like to tell everybody whenever they question like why do you keep doing this like they don't care they're not going to change what is poly game nobody cares about the poly movement and all these um yeah tough you guys are talking about and i'm like that's what you think mm-hmm. you know that's a that's that's the problem is you always think that this is never good enough if it's not if it's not meant for you then it's not for you but there is people yeah. like me you know what i mean right. there's people like me who wish that there was just at least one person one person who can relate to me, who yeah. can understand me, you know what I mean? And and all it takes is one person to do that. And if I can do that for one other person, uh, th- that's that's all that matters to me, you know. And um, one thing I wanted to ask you, Dev Guru, I'm sorry, Gucci. Oh, sure. Um, I wanted to ask. Um, I remember I know you were talking about your upbringing with your your dad and stuff like that. But there was one thing that me and you could relate on. A special need child. I know you have one yourself. Mm-hmm. How is that as a poly parent? What what was your challenge 
as a, you know, dealing with special needs and having to like, you know, like to explain to people or, you know mm. what I mean? Just how, how, how did you go about that when it comes to like our Polynesian community or mm. anybody who came across your son that didn't understand him? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, we were in the community that we're at now, especially at church and stuff, you know, everybody's very, um, they're very, they're very gracious when it comes to my son. Mm. Um, when you look at him, you wouldn't tell. Right. He just looks like your average 13 year old kid, except he's six feet tall, you know, wow. and he's six and feet he's, tall. Wow. He's, yes. He's, oh, yeah. And he's he, a big, he's kid. a big boy. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. He's a big boy. And, but he has a speech delay. He has a proxy of speech, which means he knows what he wants to say, but he just can't project it through, uh, uh verbal means. So mm -hmm. he can't say what he, what he wants, what he's thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, and he also has a mental delay. So he's 13, but he probably thinks like an eight year old, nine year old, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, <clears throat> when a lot of people we know in the community, it's funny, especially the old people, they take one look at him and they go, oh, he's, he's different or he's special, mm. you know? And to me, it's like, you know, for, for when old, you know, when our old people look at our kids and they go, oh, Kalofai, they, you know, they know this or they know that. And it's like, oh, they, they see that. Right. Mm -hmm. But for people who aren't within our community, I, one, one instance comes to mind, my son and I were walking in this, um, I forget what this place was called, but they were holding a state or nationwide volleyball tournament here. And one of my nieces plays for, uh, a, a, a volleyball club, sorry. in uh, long beach, uh, long beach, Mizuno, I think is what they're called, but they came here to play and they're one of the top teams in the nation. Anyway, they, they came, we got to see her and stuff real quick. She was going in for the tournament. And so we had to pay tickets like everybody else, which was fine. We walked in and as we were walking through the ticket line, I saw this, uh, Balangi guy walk up and I was just, I just, I looked down for a split second and I looked up and my son was like, he was, he kind of does this thing. He kind of stares here and stares there, but never watches where he's going. Right. And he's a big kid. So if he bumps into somebody, it's like, Oh, oh sorry. You know? Yeah. <laughs> This guy walks up and my son is looking right, looking left, but not looking in the front. And he like walks into this guy and my son looks up and he's, and, and he smiles at him. Well, the guy looks at my son and he does one of these things, you know, like jerks oh. himself forward. Mm -hmm. Oh, I stood up and I walked over and I go, yo. And he looked at me and he goes, first thing he said, something like, mind your business. And, uh, well, Let's just say, <laughs> let's just say, uh, I took him around the corner and I showed him what my business was. And I, told him, I told him, I said, that's my son. And I said, I don't know who you're trying to punk like that. I said, well, why don't you punk me? And he, he just got, you know, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know, you know, and all this other stuff. And so anyway, long story short, you know, I told the guy, I said, my son has special needs, man. You don't need to go around. I said, especially to kids. Yeah. Really? I said, what are you like? 50, 55, 60 something, you walk around doing that to people. I said, you know, if I wasn't a level headed guy, I would have sent you to the hospital. And I'm just, I'm just telling you the truth right now. So whatever it is that you're thinking, don't just take your family and go somewhere else. You know, and I took my son and we walked off. It was all that I could do to not make it worse. Yeah. And, you know, and bad for him. And his wife was standing. I felt bad for her. I was like, I have to knock this dude out in front of his family. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. That's awesome. type of thing. And so, I just, you know, we walked away and I thought to myself, for real? And I tend to deep think sometimes. Mm. And I thought, well, what is this going to bring when he's 25, 35? 
and he's living with us. And people look at him and they say, well, he, he doesn't look like there's anything wrong with him. Right. But then when they talk to him and they, you know, or what if he get running? Oh, heaven forbid he has a run in with the law, you know, and, and the police, they don't understand that or they right. don't see that. Right. All they see right. is this big Samoan kid. Then they try to wrestle him to the ground. Next thing you know, I, my son is really, is hurt really bad or right. dead even, right. you know? Right. So that's just one of those things. That's, that's a constant struggle for me as a father mm. for my son. But, you know, I can't predict what the future brings. All I can do is one day at a time. Yeah. And right. so Beautiful. when we meet people, you know, and to Snappy's point, when we meet people, I just say, Hey, this is my son, Steve Any. Um, he's 13. I said, but he's, he's, uh, he's a little bit, he's got uh, some special needs and they're like, Oh, okay. Okay. So once, once you mention special needs then you know, people's their, their mindset changes, right. You know, mm -hmm. Not to the point where, well, I hope it's not to the point where they're like, oh, they feel bad for him, whatever. But to the point where it's like, oh, okay, so we need to handle him differently. Right. right. You know? Uh -huh. And so um, we're very, I don't want to say protective, but maybe we are. My wife and I are very protective of him. And especially when he's at school and, yeah. you know, case in point, he came home yesterday. Um, he was wearing a mask. And my, my, my wife goes, Sully, take the mask off. He pulls it off and he's got this plug in his nose because his nose has been bleeding and the air's dry here. So she went to go pull the plug out and just, it was gushing. Oh. And then she looked at me and I looked at her and first thing is she picked up the phone and she called the teacher and she was like, what is this? And how come nobody called us to tell us what's going on? You know, and, and you know, of course we got every excuse in the book. And finally my wife said, you need to tell us everything that happens with him because we have certain ways of handling him. Yeah. If you don't understand what's happening, you need to call us so we can tell you how to handle him. Mm. You know, he's not a bad kid. He does. He's not um, Ula Valle or anything like that at school. I mean, he's very quiet, mm -hmm. but you know, he has his ways and he has certain things that ways that he likes to do things. And especially when um, he gets nosebleeds, you know, um, you got to let us know so we can help him. Right. And he came home without a coat on mm. and my wife goes, why didn't they put the coat on? And she, he said, oh, uh, zipper stuck. That's all he said. So my wife pulls the zipper back and pulls it down. She goes, what do you mean zipper stuck? And so she calls the teacher again. Of course, you know, yeah. a lot of people look at us and be like, don't be those kind of parents. I'm like, I'm sorry. No, like, you have to. You have yeah. to. Yeah. You, you have, have to. It's right. It's just Advocate, yeah. yes. Yeah. My son can't speak for himself, so we're going to speak right. for him. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, we, as, as far as our Polynesian community is concerned, I mean, people, a lot of people are gracious when they find out. Especially, and even if they don't, because my son is very mild mannered and he understands a lot of what we tell him. And especially with the culture, he's funny. Whenever he walks in front of people, even if it's little kids, he bows his head and he goes, too low, too low, too low, lava. you know, and he'll, you know, and, 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 uh, even when my in-laws come and they're like, what does that mean? He goes, oh, too low means, excuse me in someone like, oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, every time Steve, any walks by or whatever, and, and they just kind of smile, you know, and. People notice that. I mean, especially, you know, like I said, at church, our church community, everybody's very gracious when it comes to him. So that's awesome. That's and yeah, I have a, are you on, are you on, um, is it from Avele? Is that the one you're yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to read it real quick. Is that okay? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So Avele commented, my girlfriend's got a brother who's got special needs. They got given the decision whether to accept him or not from the doctor. His parents said the best decision they've ever made was to accept him because he taught them how to be patient. 
to be accepting of everyone and perseverance as par parents. And so uh, maybe, uh, man, Avele, thank you for the question. Uh, can I turn that to both of you? And um, I'll, I'll let you go first, uh, uh, Sal. It, it, what, how, what has it taught you to be a parent of a special needs? Has it, has it changed your perspective? And I want you to give me a perspective of before your son and after. Okay. So to answer your first question, yes, yeah. it's changed me a lot. Uh, perspective wise, as far as, um, uh, the, the, com the person who commented, um, patience is probably the biggest thing for me. Wow. Um, before my son, um, well, okay. I guess I should, the backstory is my son is adopted. Okay. And, um, he's, he was actually, his, uh, birth mother is one of my cousins. And so we, we adopted him and, um, we didn't know that he had special needs at first. And so as he was growing up, we knew that we noticed that he was delayed in walking. Then we noticed that he was delayed in talking and we thought, well, what's, what's going on? And, um, we noticed a lot of different things, but we didn't really think anything of it. We thought, well, maybe he's just going to grow out of it. Well, then when he was about four or five, we had a specialist come. We were living in St. Louis at the time, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. And we had a specialist come to our house and work with him. And she said, your son has, um, apraxia of speech and she goes i can tell because of the certain exercises that she did and stuff that you know and um i didn't know what to think at first because i thought well special needs didn't come through my mind nor you know uh mentally impaired or you know those those terms nothing ever went through my mind i just thought right maybe this this is just uh, something we need to work through with my son um i didn't hear anything about special needs until he actually started school mm. and we had to have all these ieps um, I don't snap. You're probably familiar with that, but yes. you have to sit down and have the IEPs with the teachers and stuff. And what's an IEP? Is it something an individual educational uh, plan? Yes. Okay. There it is. Okay. Yeah. So you got to talk to the teachers about what are the best uh, resources they have as far as a school and a school district to help teach your child what they need to know to progress mm -hmm. further on, you know, okay. within mm -hmm. school. And so we've attended so many IEPs. I mean, he's, we kept him home um, last year during the outbreak of COVID, and that was his seventh grade year. While we went through the district and everything, we we thought it would be best for him to repeat his seventh grade year because that's his first year in junior high, mm -hmm. and he just never went. It's not mm -hmm. that you know he skipped classes or anything like that. He just never went. Right. Mm -hmm. And another side note to that is my son had pneumonia when he was about a year and a half, and he almost lost his life. And the, oh, the, the doctors told us that he will always have lung issues. And so um, our current doctor today said, if Steve any gets sick again with uh, COVID, he won't make it. You guys need to protect him at all costs. Mm, and so yeah. that's why we kept him home, you yeah. know, from, from going mm. to school. So now here we are, he's 13, he's in seventh grade. And to the answer, the, um, the commenters, uh, question or your question about what the commenter was saying about, you know, learning patience, right. that's the biggest thing that Steve any has taught me. Mm. is uh being patient because sometimes when i think that he's ignoring me yeah and this is one of the big things i learned from his teacher she said to me he's not ignoring you when you tell him something he's actually taking an opportunity in his mind to process it mm. it takes him a lot longer to yes. process information yeah, yeah. Wow. he goes try it at home and so i did i said hey venny can you go upstairs and get this he like looked at me and then he looked away for a second and it was like, I don't know, I counted maybe like six, seven seconds. Then he turned and he goes, okay. And then he went upstairs. 
Mm. And I thought to myself, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> you know, here, here I'm getting mad at this guy because yeah. he won't get up when I tell him to. And so I felt really bad. But that was yeah. one of the things that really got me say, telling myself, bro, you need to calm down. You know, you need to take things in stride and you need sometimes you need to slow down and just take a walk in his world for a little bit and just understand where he's coming from. So I think uh, to echo what the commenter was saying, um, patience is probably the biggest thing that Steve Annie's taught me That's and continues beautiful. to teach me. Yeah. That's beautiful. And snappy for yourself. Is that something you would, uh, you would just mirror? Uh, it's those attributes that you feel like have. Yeah. Been, yeah. It is. Cause um, you know, like I said, I became a mom at a young age, um, mm. you know, and when I first was told, like, you know, that she was special need and she was having, I mean, I already knew after she was born that something was wrong, mm. you know, because um, she wasn't supposed to be alive uh, with the condition that she has. Um, we were told that the longest uh, any human had ever lived with this sickness never lived past the age of three. Wow. Oh, wow. And here she and is today. Wow. Right. She's 17. Today. Let's go. Oh wow. Man. She's 17 and my son was born with the same sickness and he's eight. Oh wow. Man. So they are the first pair of siblings that survived the yeah. longest with this condition here in America, actually. They we actually just found out last month that there's one Samoan kid with the same condition. They found out that the condition is actually within our poly community. Every really? kid that was diagnosed with this um uh, genetic disorder are all polynesians wow. so there is one other kid that is um he's only a couple months older than my they're the same age they're both 17 but um he's a couple months older than my daughter but he's mm. in new zealand and what's the name wow. of this condition holocarboxylase synthesis deficiency oh that's a mouthful uh yeah i'll definitely look oh, that, that one <laughs> <laughs> there's an wow. article actually about my two kids um really? if you yes oh, if you cool. go into google and you type in two siblings surviving holocarboxylase that sounds just the way it, i mean it, it's spelt the same the exactly the same way you said holo it's h-o-l-o -O, car c-a-r boxy b-o-x-y-l-a-s-e Yes, two surviving siblings with, and you'll see a article by Doctor Slavin, and you'll see my my kids' pictures on there talking about um, being the eldest and being the only two human with the highest dose of biotin in the world that right is now. Crazy. So yeah, so when she was born, like um, that was a biggest thing for me too. Um, raising her was a tough tough challenge for me it actually forced me to cut all my bs basically yeah like it, yeah. it, it humbled me quickly because like i said i grew up with so much anger in my heart you know mm. because of everything that i've been through and whatnot and everything i was going through when i was carrying her and having her and and everything you know um it's it has taught me it has forced me to look at my life from a different perspective. Wow. You know, it's, it's challenging because <clears throat> with me, it's, it was different because with my family and a lot of the people that I went to, they didn't know what the hell special need was. You know, they just kept thinking that my daughter was acting stupid. 
because she was the same way. She's she's intellectual dis- um, delayed. Uh, she has intellectual disability, and um, you know, she has a lot of um skin issues and things like that. And people used to like the the like the older people used to like scold me like. You didn't use the fangu and stuff like that, Valerangkingo, oh, and all these whoa. stuff, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it, it, I tried it, but it burned, it irritated her skin more. Mm. And they're like, no, there's no such thing, you know. And yeah. so they start questioning my parenting, and you know, and then even like started judging her, like, oh, she's not, she she doesn't listen and listen. And I'm like, no, she does listen. Yeah, it's it just takes her a while to comprehend what people are saying to her you know and and that took a while for me to understand i didn't really have anybody to kind of walk me through it i kind of had to learn yeah you know and especially at a young age right yeah right so you know like like i said it me and her we kind of like grew up together basically wow you know and me and my daughter and i was alone raising her and stuff because i got my place when i was 17 and i've been on my own since i was 17 you know and and raising her like since i was 17 like it was it was it was hard yeah it was super hard you know and yeah patience was 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 patience was one of the one thing that i had to learn Mm. and that is crazy And I think mm-hmm. thank you guys both for just sharing your stories, and because we can already see that there are so many people that can relate to this, and it's not right. just in the poly community; it's just in the world that you know that uh, you know, and not even unfortunately, it's just that many people are blessed with kids like this. You know what I mean? Right. Many people mm-hmm. are blessed with with special needs children, and and I, I I've witnessed my some of my cousins who are raising their kids that are in the same situation, and it's not the easiest. But mm-hmm. these are always the people. Like man, my cousin is just such a beautiful soul. He is one of the best people, and now I now I, I see why Dev Grew is who he is, and Snappy is who they are. Is it's man, you owe it to your kids, man. You guys right. should turn around and thank your kids right now because I do. Yeah, I you do. guys, uh, you guys are who you are because of the, of the blessings you guys have in your lives, right? But, so I know you guys do have your your co stream coming up in about man about quarter quarter till or so. Um, Ooh, I, yeah, it's almost seven. <laughs> it's almost there. It's seven here, oh, so it's almost eight there. Yeah. So, I, but before I let you go, I really want to, Matt. We've barely been able to even scratch the freaking surface of right. DevGrew Gaming, and which really right. sucks because we got so much to talk about, man. We right. we're gonna have you on. I think if you're okay with it, bro. Um, we 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 try to do these shows every um every sec of. Four, uh, yeah, second and fourth Tuesday of the month, but we'll try to work something in else. I'll reach out to you and whatnot. But before I let yeah. you go, man, I want. What are some of the things that you want to leave the viewers with? What are, What are What are some words of encouragement or just anything? Anyone that's aspiring to be uh, a, a streamer, an entrepreneur, like both of you, someone who wants to just start forming their own community. What are some words of wisdom that you could just lay down on them? Wow. Um. Well, first and foremost, and this is what I tell my kids, is uh, don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't. You know, that is, that shouldn't even be in your vocabulary. Yeah. Um, you can't because you talk yourself out of it mm. or you, you know, because you are your worst enemy. Yeah. Um, don't ever let anyone dictate 
how you want to live your life, how you want to, you know, uh, any, any entrepreneurs out there, you know, take your ideas and run with them. Don't, if somebody says, well, you're going to fail. Well, be that as it may, everybody fails, but it's how you get up and you keep going. Mm. Um, that encompasses the whole mentality that I have of do better today than you did yesterday because you can only control so much. Right. So if there's anything that I, anybody could ever, you know, take away from this podcast, aside from the whole time that I spoke, (laughs) um, is do better today than you did yesterday Mm. because you can't go back and change what happened yesterday, but you can look forward to tomorrow, you know, and tomorrow's all we have. So, don't let anybody tell you that you can't. Don't let anybody dictate how you, you know, what your outcome is going to be. Only you can do that. You know, Beautiful. and so when people tell me that, you know, well, DevGrew's not going to last. I've had people tell me that DevGrew's not going to last. Um, I don't know why you're doing that. You know, like Snappy said, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you want to you want to snap back with some sort of witty comment. <laughs> but at the, you know, but at the same time you're like, well, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way and I'm sorry that something in your life happened to where you, you know, you have that sort of mentality, but I'm not going to let you or anyone like you or people who actually support bringing other people down, get to me. Mm. You know, we have enough of that. Let's let's decide and let's be part of the solution. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Absolutely. I want to point out Like I always say, there's no, there's no... There's nothing you can do to me that I haven't gone through. You that's can't it. hurt me more than I've been hurt. Like, yep. that's what I kept telling. That, that's what I always say to to people when they come after me. I'm like, there's nothing more you can do to me, uh, bro. Yeah, It's it's yeah. dark. It's dark, but man, right. it's, it's very, but it's to the point. It's a dark right. saying. You know what I mean? Because especially right. if you come from a background like like Snappy's, it's, it's very dark. But man, it's it's truth. Right, yeah. you cannot do anything more than what's already been done to me. Before we right. end it, and uh, Snappy, I'm going to give you the last comments. Um, I just want to read off some of the comments here, if that's okay, guys. Okay. Uh, so Avela came back saying, "Captivating thoughts, guys. I think our poly community need to be more educated on special needs. I've learned a lot just from listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for sharing, Samisi. God gives his toughest battles." to his strongest warriors freaking semisi coming in with that that is freaking crazy and i'm so sorry that andrew i'm so sorry for bringing this in so late but uh, uh andrew andrew mcdonald uh says i've only known dev groove for a short time i couldn't imagine finding a better human being absolutely right just oh man just hitting it right on the head there andrew uh mm-hmm. snappy if you want um if you you have any closing remark remarks for us um, yeah, well, before we do close it out, I just wanted to clear out one thing. Um, when I tuned in earlier, I heard you guys talking about the name Snappy. <laughs> Say it! Tell us! <laughs> I was laughing because I was like, yep, that's me. I'm loud. Yes, I'm. Yes, that's me. You know, it's, it's so the name kind of came to me from Juvie. Hmm. So okay. I've, I've always been known as the loud girl laughing. I'm always joking. I'm always like cheering. You know, I'm always cracking jokes. That's what it is in there. Yeah. So no one has ever seen like me angry. They were like, man, why, I don't understand why you're here. You're such a nice person. You know, like that's, that was me in there. I was like the bubbly one in there. And then like probably like six or seven months um, when I was in juvie, um we were getting ready to get transferred to a group home so a new set of girls came in 
And so these girls were like a little group or whatever. And they were told like something about me or they knew of me from outside. So one of them wanted to challenge me. And she she came up to me and she tried to punk me. And it, no, she she tried like she made like little remarks. And me, I'm not the type to get pissed off like that. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll take note of it and I'll watch you, but I'm not going to like whatever. She would always make like little smart remarks or whatever. And I was just like, eh, say that to my face. You know what I mean? Because she'll <laughs> say it behind me. Yeah. She, she won't ever. So one day she finally did. She she finally did. And I snapped. And when I snapped, like I lost all my privilege. It was so I was mad at myself, actually, because I, I, I took away my phone time. They took away my TV time, took away my going out because I have four hours to go and spend at home. Mm. I got all of that taken away because of that one moment, Dang. you know, and ever since that one moment, my my staff, the staff was like, oh, my gosh. You're so freaking nice, but you're scary when you're angry. We should call you snappy just to warn people that you're this snappy person. Like, wow. you know, and I started laughing. So ever since then, like everybody, the staffs, the the girls, and even when we moved to the group home, the name carried with me, even through high school and everything. Everybody just started like calling me snappy. So that's where that name came from. Wow. I mean, so, well, Sal was, was right there. <laughs> you were right, Sal. You got it. That's, hey. that's crazy. Yeah. Hey, you thank anything. you. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much, bro. We thank super you appreciate so you guys. much. Yeah, I truly appreciate you. Yeah, we definitely need to have you back because we like, like um, Gucci said, we just barely we scratched, barely the, scratched surface. the surface. So. Barely. And we yeah. would love to have your wife because it, it's very important it for is. to see their perspective because, yeah. you know, from people who understands the Polynesian way but is not Polynesian. Yes. I'm kind of curious of how they see us and how they see our way of living so it it if you could talk to her we would love to have her on the show too yeah that would be something yeah, beautiful I'm, I'm sure i'm sure she'll be fine with she's probably gonna be like no yes no okay let's do it let's do it <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the one all right brother well you guys have an awesome blessed day blessed stream hey guys before you take off the pgp community wants to extend our gratitude to you for listening in we truly appreciate you and hope you're enjoying the discussions we're having my name is sam daly aka gucci torch and your host for the pgp podcast the green room we'd absolutely love to hear from you feel free to send us your feedback on our episodes at polygamingp at gmail.com that's p-o-l-y-g-a-m-i-n-g at gmail.com we want to continue having meaningful conversations and growing our content in a way that will best serve you and help you grow as a listener let us know if there's a topic you'd love to hear us talk about thank you again for your support and we wish nothing but the best for you take care